Hey everybody, how's it going? Chris here with the Veteran Welding Podcast. So before we kick off today's show, I want to take a moment to slow down for a second and say thank you to our sponsors, okay? Today's sponsor is TMR Customs and they have been with us since the very beginning and I am truly grateful for that. So what I'd like you guys to do is stop for a second. If you guys are building a project, look at what you need. If you guys are looking for DIY components, TMR Customs is the place to go. Head on over to tmrcustoms.com and check them out. They have everything from your basic brackets and tabs that you need to mount, let's say, a tire rack, all the way up to full one-ton conversion kits for your Jeep JK. That's right. They have full weld-on kits where you can take one-ton axles from the scrapyard, slap them underneath your JK, and they bolt right up. So head on over to tmrcustoms.com. Check them out. Let them know I sent you. Hey everybody, how's it going? Chris Reeder here with Veteran Welding. Steve Taylor here from D3 Off-Road. And thank you for tuning in to today's show. Uh, today's show, we are going to start a series of podcasts that all tie into each other. And what we're going to do is we're going to start talking about starting a project, plain and simple. I'm going to be pulling in an old truck that I got and I want to swap a whole bunch of stuff over from a donor truck. But I think it'd be a good topic to talk about um one when to sit there and say yeah no i'm going to start actually doing a project vehicle whether it's car truck tube buggy whatever um and then how to source parts where to get them uh what parts you can mix and match and still get like a kick-ass setup because there are some if you know what you're looking for you can save a lot of money and have a sweet sweet ride so that's what we're gonna do cool yeah looking forward to it yeah so um me personally when i go to start a project honestly i just just start picking things i like like i'll before i even officially kick off like i'll start months in advance just oh you know i like this oh i like that i like you know the lines on this vehicle here compared to that one yeah and then yeah Go, just go from there and just essentially start making like uh, a mental ch- a mental checklist and yeah, sure. just go from there essentially the same way that i start my uh my vision boards i'll I'll do the exact same thing yeah like a build board exactly yeah i'll do a build board actually yeah that's actually a really really good idea because i i just I used to, oh god sorry go ahead i used to put um when i was full-time shop every build i usually have three to five on the go at a time. So at the end, either the back or the front of the build, you put a whiteboard and on the whiteboard, you have your, your goals and your visions and what has to get done at what time and helps keep things organized when you're bouncing between multiple builds at a time. Oh yeah. So I yeah. call them a billboard, a billboard. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I think I'm going to do that though. This, this week seeing as how we got immense amounts of time, time off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Time yeah. to organize. Yeah, exactly. And then go from there. So what I'm using for my build, if you guys have been following the channel there for a while, I have a 51 F4 pickup truck that I've been wanting to build out for the longest time. And the longer I take to start, the more iterations it has. Like, so this thing started off, I wanted to put like a 12 valve diesel in it with four wheel drive and have it as a shop's daily driver. Then, then we got busy and no, couldn't do that. Got to, got to go pay the bills essentially and do what's coming in the door. And then it turned into, no, I'm going to turn it into like a, uh, 
man, what's what's that guy's name? He he actually has a twelve valve in it, uh, but it's lowered. And I think his is the Mercury version, a forty eight Merc. I don't know. And all he, all it does is just shred tire. Old Smokey. That's it. If you okay, I, I highly suggest you Google Old Smokey or YouTube Old Smokey. It's by Chuckles Garage, and he like that thing there. It is dragging on the ground. I think he's pushing like north of a thousand horsepower with this setup that he has, and he's sponsored by Air Raid and a couple other big names. And it just it is a beautiful, beautiful rig. He's been on who hooligans or hoonigans, the Ken Block. Oh, thing. I was just gonna ask if it was on that show. I've seen it the when they had it on that show, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So it is very it, cool. It very is cool. really cool. Um <clears throat> but anyway, so that was another thing where it's just like, you know, I'm just gonna turn it into something similar to that, and it's just like, no, no, no. If you guys are doing this, just you need to pick with one, pick one thing, and roll with it. Because if not, you'll never get her done. Yes, yeah, you're gonna have like changes along the way, like color schemes and wheelbase and stuff. But you still need the, like the generic end goal of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, you just go in a circle and you never get anywhere. Like, oh no, I'll change it. Oh no, I'll change it. <laughs> yeah, like I know in my it's been case, a year. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I know in my case, though, it's just like, well, it's just, it's literally just sitting in the yard, like I just collecting dust or piles of snow on it. And that was it. So it's like, I wasn't actually working on it, which is a bit okay. of a good thing. Like yeah. the only thing I've, I've done to it is uh, I pulled the suspension out that was underneath it because it was, well, it's from 1951. But um, then you build some bumpers for it. I built one for it. I thought I saw a bumper, yeah. Yeah. No, I I built one bumper for it, just the, the front, because what, oh, okay. what the guy had uh had on it before was he took three of the original bumpers, stacked them together, then tacked welded them together, and then took an old tractor tire and and cut it in half and slapped it on the front and bolted it on. Yeah, that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he uh, apparently that's all. Like, if a vehicle was stalled in his yard or whatever, he just sit there, just come up to the truck, up to the stalled vehicle, and just gently push it along. That's yeah, useful. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I wish I had a picture of it still like that. But anyway, so I did build build a front bumper for it, but it was honestly just quick, dirty, and because I had some time to kill, and I wa- I needed to get like the the picture in my mind into reality. Yep. So that's all I did. That bumper's gone now. I think I may, ended up making that out of like one eighth or something like that. It was just literally a whole shitload of scrap I had laying around. And that was oh, it. Okay. So. Cool. Yeah, no. So my goal for this is honestly to do it as cheaply as possible because I, one, need a hobby. My other hobby <laughs> My other hobby is hunting and work, and I can only hunt you know, like you know three months out of the year, and yep. that's it. So what I want to do is I want to get this thing up and running as fast and as cheaply as possible. Yep. So I think Go out and have some fun. Exactly. You you don't need to spend a lot of money to have fun. I know. No. Actually, the le- the less you spend, the more fun you have. Because when it breaks, you're not upset. You drop ten grand. Exactly. Yeah. 
one of the first builds I ever did was my O2 Ranger when I was still in the military out east. And that thing there, like it was essentially every time I found a problem, instead of just being like, you know what, if I throw a couple hundred bucks at this, the problem's solved, I can go back to driving it. I made the very stupid and immature choice of, no, I could just go whole hog. And now I have a reason to cut the back end of the truck off. Cause like, you know, there's, there's a, a rust hole in the back end and it's like, it's like the yeah. back. Were you in, were you, you wouldn't have happened to been in your young twenties when you made those decisions, were you? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, it, it was a good, on the upside though, it was a good learning experience and yeah, I, for sure. I cut my teeth a lot during those years. So, that being said, if you're going to do something, don't you don't have to go whole hog doing that because you'll end up pouring money hand over fist into it. And then you'll go through like really long periods where it's just like, what the fuck? I can't drive yeah. this thing. And I've been working on it for like three years. Like, like what's going on? So, yeah, that's uh, really, really hard on the soul. Yeah. Like. I go, I go through, I meet a lot of people in the industry and a lot of guys end up selling their rig at like the 80% finish mark or the 60% finish mark because they're so many years invested that you literally in those, in those years of you building that rig, you as a person, you change and your, your desires and your wants and your needs also change and reflect your personality. So you get to a point if a build takes too long where now the build you want isn't the build you started. You've become a better person. Technology's changed. You've learned more about what you really want or what you don't. And you've built it to a point where now what you want won't work with what you have. So you unload it and you sell off it and you take a huge hit because it's not a finished vehicle. And someone gets a good deal and they try to finish it because it'll fit their need and their want. And that's tough. And that happens to the guys that take the three to six to eight years on a project. It's, it's hard for a guy to stick it through the whole way. It is. Yeah. The, the, I've only ever seen that happen once where the guy, when he was done, was just like, this is exactly what I wanted. And he was, he had a, it's actually my cousin. He had a, I forget what year it is, but it's a stingray with a split rear window. Oh yeah. And he bought it brand new, drove it, parked it for once he started having kids. And then, you know, 20 years went by and he's like, okay, I'm going to restore it. And he didn't just like, okay, you know, it, it looks original. Like every single thing was period specific, period correct. If he could, he, I, I think he only bought brand new tires for it. And that was it. Well, tires cool. and brakes. But other than that, like he go to swap meets for years looking for a specific style of like screws for the like the louver or not the louvers, the the vents on the sides on the front corner panels. Yep. And like he, he was freaking meticulous with it. But when he was done, it was it like it is the most beautiful vet I have seen in person. So mm. it's all in the details. Exactly. Exactly. That's that there. And then the other thing is too, is like, if you have parts, do your best to try and make them work. So that's, that. that's, yeah. that's where I'm going to be doing. So yeah, you've already got the one tons, you've got the body. So why not? Yeah, exactly. 
And I mean, I, and, uh, I can't remember if we were talking about this last week or like on the podcast or if it was afterwards, but that white pickup truck that I have that I was going to turn into the company truck, uh, we sat there and I did the brakes, couldn't figure out what was going on with the brakes, could not get them bled for the life of me. And then come to find out that, uh, long story short, I got, it, it was above my mechanical know-how I brought it into the shop, told them, you know, just do a hundred point inspection on it. And then when they were done, they're just like, yeah, if you want to fix this thing up and get it road legal, it's going to cost you North of 10 grand. So, mm. and I mean, yeah, it's no fun. No. So like you got to consider probably over half of that is labor, but yeah. So yeah. And, and that's just it. Like, can I can I do all the all the work on it? Yeah, I could do all the work on it. The rear main seal needs to be done. The transmission needs to be redone. Um, no, all the stuff that's no fun. You should just get rid of it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but the thing is, is like if if it has to be done, I'd sooner one save some money and put it into a vehicle that I that I want. So yeah, just go buy that stuff that's marketed extremely well. It's called Lucas oil additives and just throw that and everything that's leaking and not working and see if it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They yeah. say it does. They tell you it does, you know, it should. True. But how long does it work for? <laughs> well, <clears throat> how long do you want the truck to last another year? Yeah. But the, th- the thing is, is when I'm done. It, so in my mind, what I have, th- what I want to do is I want to take, Bluebell and kind of have it as similar to Ian Johnson's uh, glad like the Gen One Gladiator there that he built a few years ago before he uh, retired from television. I uh, forget what his project's called, like, like a Gladiator with an old Jeep front end, like a truck front end. Yeah, but the thing is, is is it's like uh, the, it's like a Jeep J10 or J20 something like that. That, front end yeah no it's it's the whole truck it's an original oh, okay i don't know if i saw that one yeah I'll, I'll i'll google it and go from there um but anyway it's it's like that and he threw uh a hemi in it he did leaf sprung axles in the rear uh solid front axle in front obviously and then i i'm pretty sure he went leaf spring in the front and okay. like it, it, it was it was a really fast turnaround but he's been wheeling the shit out of that thing, and now that is one of his flagship trucks for Big Tire Garage, if I'm not mistaken. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that's what I want to do with this this here. So I have the it's an 01 GMC Sierra, and as much as I hate putting Chevy into Ford or vice versa, I'm using what I got. So the, yeah, the, the, the I inherited the truck. I can do all the work myself on it, but if I have to pull the cab off and or pull the engine and the transmission and one thing and the other, I may as oh, well you don't have to pull the cab. Yeah. Well, I know, but I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. I but I'd, I'd sooner do that, and then once it's out, just drop it into Bluebell. So that's what yeah. I'm going to be doing. I'm going to my game plan is to sit there, uh, engine transmission. Toss the transfer case, toss the rear axle. Uh, if I Is it can, a half ton? 
it is a half ton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a 1500. So, yeah. but top, you, won't even, you wouldn't even really want that transmission. Then if you can spend a couple hundred bucks and find a, a used 4L80, that'll be a 4L60 or 65. And yeah. you can pretty much blow it up on command. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. So flip. It com- it'll command second gear, but it won't actually shift in the second gear. It'll be like, come on, baby. Uh, no. Yeah. yeah. But you can get an 80. Yeah. An 80 is a thing. It's still a four speed. It's just got basically a 4L60 is like a turbo 350 somewhat, mm-hmm. just comparing for reference. And then a 4L80 is like a turbo 400. Yeah. So they're a lot of the parts inside are the same, except now you have an overdrive. Fourth gear is overdrive. Third gear is one to one. Um, so the overdrive is nice. And the uh, 80 guts can handle a shit ton of power and abuse. Yeah. And now, now correct me if I'm wrong, because when it comes to transmissions, I am very, very new. The, the, it's full, the first number is your speed. L is, is that it's a linear transmission. It goes front to back. Uh, the second set of numbers is the how many thousands of pounds it can take. So, or yeah, thousand pounds. So, if it's the four L sixty E, it's six thousand pounds, right? I have no idea. Okay, all right. I I'm, I just I I just know all the four Ls are four speeds. Yeah, six Ls are six speeds. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading an article months ago on it, and I just. I didn't take any notes, so I don't have anything to remember or reference. But okay, yeah, I've I've never learned all the theory. I just I just know what works from blowing shit up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go out on the driveway and do a tranny slam from neutral to drive and see what this baby can handle. Oh, it blew up. Well, let's go get another one off Facebook for three hundred bucks and see what it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> That's Trust one- me, man, you learn a lot that way. That were you doing that in your younger twenties or no? Oh, I still do it. I'm still 20. Oh. <laughs> God, <laughs> make me feel old. But uh, I think the first night we had my buggy running, we were blasting burnouts in the shop, just rev limiter banging it. Wah, blah, blah, blah. It's fun. <laughs> nice. You got to see if you're going to blow shit up, which I did. Everything blew up. Transmission, motor, diff. I blew everything up in the first month. <laughs> Yeah, and then you. Cr- I learned a hell of a lot. Yeah, and then the first time you went racing, you your front axle said "screw you" and just you know shit the bed. Yep, snap that in half. Yeah, yeah. But motor tuned the motor wrong. Couldn't get over four thousand RPM because it pulled all the timing to nine degrees. And I, well, I had no idea because I'm a self-taught engine tuner, and yeah. that's what happened there. Yeah, but works that- good now though. <laughs> yeah. I know what one of the things that I'd really like to do is throw a 6L80 behind this thing because yeah. I want to ideally I want to drive it to the trails, wheel hard all day, drive home. Or if I want to sit yeah. there and like let's say we organize something where it's like, you know, Ultimate Adventure Canada whatever you want to call it, where you're driving on and off road for like a week then it can take it can take the abuse so i think the only time the six speed comes into play is if you're trying to go over 140 kilometers an hour 
I think a four speed. The problem, the 6L80 is completely computer controlled. So you need a really good tuner to be able to tune it with your um, motor. You have to run, you wouldn't be able to run your LS because it's Gen 3. You need Gen 4 stuff to talk unless you had some external, just a transmission control module of some sort. But a lot of the LS stuff, the engine, uh, the ECU also controls the transmission. There's only one computer. So uh, like a 4L80, if you put it behind that uh, truck motor, the 4L80 will run off the truck computer. You don't need anything. You have to swap two wires in the pinout on the transmission for a 60 versus an 80, you got to reverse two wires from their spots mm-hmm. and then change the park selector switch, I think. And that's it. It all talks the same way. But as soon as you go to the 6L80, it's all completely different. You need Gen 4 stuff, I think. So you need a newer, a motor from 07 and up because it's got a whole different computer system and wiring harness and all that jazz. So it gets a lot more confusing and you have to be a really good tuner for it as well. And the transmission's longer. So then you got to worry about rear drive shaft issues and front drive shafts because the pivot point is so much further behind your cross member. You got to consider the front drive shaft hitting the cross member when you flex the front axle down. So you just add a lot more things that you have to deal with and costs for two more overdrive. And unless you're ripping like really fast. Like across the desert race at King of the Hammers, I could see it. You're fucking wide open, 130 mile an hour, whatever they're doing, they're hauling. Mm-hmm. Where you don't do that on the 400 series highways because the limit's 100 kilometers an hour. So you do 110 and a four speed with 538s and 40 inch radials, like Nittos or Toyos or something, with a four speed in your overdrive there, you'll be cruising down the highway at. 2000 rpm comfortable rpm in fourth gear and you don't really need a fifth or a sixth and it simplifies it yeah okay all right yeah because i know the one thing that is it's not a concern for me is the length of the whole drive line because i'm pulling everything out of the sierra and dropping it in between the frame rails for the of, 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 of the ford so i'm gonna have to get custom drive shafts anyway but yeah. um that's good to know though about the uh the computers and that because I thought it was just mm-hmm. standalone computers for each of them and then the transmission would run off of the uh like whatever RPM was going into it and they go from there. No, they're not that way, no. Okay. All right. Yeah, so the trans the transmission that's in that truck right now is commanded by the ECU, the engine computer. It's all one. It's got a transmission section and a motor section. Okay. And it's just one wiring harness too. It's really simple. Yeah. Yeah, I know. This is this will be the first time that I've actually like dove into a modern engine. Um yep. cuz I've I've done like old Ford 5 liters and stuff like that with the fuel injection in it, but I'm talking like the newer style of engines. It's this- well even even those LSs that like early 2000s, they don't even have LS motors now. They're called LTs and they're freaking really confusing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. LS, LS technology is kind of, it's like the 80s now. It's, it's 20 years ago almost, right? So, 
Yeah, true. You get like 2016 Chevy truck. It doesn't have an LS 5.3 in it. It's got an LT. It's a different platform, different uh, computer, different wiring harness. It's still a an LS block, but the way that they're managed and controlled is completely different. And a lot of them have variable valve timing now, uh, either controlled in the hydraulic lifters, how much it pushes the valve open, or they actually have the camshaft lobes are sloped and the cam right, slides front to back, and it either opens more or less depending on what you're like. There's a lot more going on now than an old school six liter LS or five three or what have you. Yeah, th- th- this is the five three. So okay, yeah. they're all the same. Like the blocks are pretty much the same. They're just punched out bigger, bigger piston. Yeah. Now, okay, so let's talk about that for a second then, because I remember in previous discussions you and I have had, you told me how you can like you a lot of parts between the four point nine. Five two or whatever it is for the LS. Um, I know I just said yeah, it and the, I can't remember. The, there's the four eight, the five three, the six liter, and the six two, and the seven liter. Yeah, all the parts are the same. I don't know 100 percent about the seven liter, but I know the six two, six five three, and four eight. Everything is the same, and everything is ambidextrous. So there's no left or right cylinder head. They fit. Both sides, front to back, intakes the same on everything, fits the valley covers, water pumps from Camaros to pickup trucks to Cadillac Escalade. It's all identical. Starters, manifolds, alternators, you name it. They fit from one to the other to the other, all from early 2000 to 2007 or whatever it is. Okay. Or maybe even newer. Maybe they still fit on the new shit even. It's just the computer system. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I was going to ask. Like, does it, does it fit onto the new, newer tech? I'm not sure. Like, I'm sure the blocks are the same. They've just changed a lot of shit. Yeah. I've never played with the new stuff. Oh, six, oh, seven is like the newest I play with. Yeah. I no, just give it some time and you'll get your hands on something, something newer. Yep. Yeah. But but yeah, so anyway that that's that there and then the drive line or not the drive line, the, the transfer cases, because I want to be able to sit there and take it up to the Yukon and Alaska and go four wheel and and I'm not just saying that because it's like oh it's a bucket list thing. It's it it'll happen a lot sooner than I think because well my wife's from Whitehorse up in the Yukon. So Okay. It's it's gonna fucking happen. <laughs> But uh, a lot of the roads in that that she has in behind where she grew up, they're old mining roads, yeah. and you can oh, just sweet. you you can you can just get on them and go. Like they're some of them are are fucking rough and washed out because they don't they use them for quads and ATVs, and anybody who has a Jeep can go back there as well. But you're pretty much on your own. So yeah. I want to be able, a good rig. What's that? Good. You need a good strong rig then. Exactly. And like I like I I know an Atlas would probably do me better, but I don't have the four or five grand to drop onto a tra- uh, T case alone and go from there. Meanwhile No doubt. Yeah, no doubt at all. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's better. You have a what are you two or three, two or five? Is it full cast gear to gear is there a chain? Um so the two oh three uh, so to start off, both of them are out of Ford trucks. 
Um, the okay. 203, it's the... That's your first problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Found, found on road dead. They're going to break on you. Knock on wood now. Better than a Dodge. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I don't even know if they have transfer cases. You just got to pay the coming tax to get the Dodge, but you don't get the transfer case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so uh, I know the spline counts for the output shaft on the 203 is yeah. should be the same as the input shaft on the 205. So the 203 has, it's it's the... Uh, I think it's called a split case or whatever. Anyway, there, there's the gear reduction box on the front, which just gives you your gear reduction. And then there's the actual chain drive where it allows it to come over like, you know, 16 inches yeah. and then have your shaft going out the front. So that part there so is going in the garbage. You're going to take the gear drive. Yeah. You just want the gear drive to bolt it to the front of the 205. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Make yeah. a doubler. Exactly. This way I can sit there and I can just, you know, pick whatever gear and go. And I think, I think what's the stock gear is like 2.7 to one low range or some shit. It's something like that. Like it, like it's been a long time since I've done, it's been a long time since I dove into these and I honestly can't remember. I know they still got the tags on them. So I'll just um, read them and go. The 205 though, it's the big beast of a cast iron, no chain, all gear. Correct. Yeah. yeah. My advice would be don't waste your time with the doubler because as soon as you put an LS and do a couple of really cheap ass mods to wake that baby up, you're not going to want any lower than like 2.7 or 2 to 1 low range. Like all the guys I hang with now running Atlases or uh, 205s we're all going to rock around one and a half to two, two and a half low range. We don't want lower than that ever. You never need it. Okay. There's so much torque. There's the throttle response is there and there's so much torque, even with like four eighty eight, if you wanted that and the diffs to get you more highway speed to keep the RPMs down, you'd be amazed what you can get out of it with the, the LS. Yeah. Well, I know, my other old truck that I have, my 86 F250, uh, it has yep. the exact same T case. Okay. And that thing there, when I throw it in low, I just put it in first gear. And even though I think I I have no idea what the transmission is, but the it's the first year that Ford put the d- diesel into their truck. It's an international like tractor engine. But anyway, oh, okay. Like I you we've had like three, three feet of snow here in the yard and I just first gear four low and like literally just pop the clutch and it's just like, pop, 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 and just goes like, it doesn't slow down and spin nothing. It just crawls right along, which is exactly what I want. So, okay. Yeah. But you want really low. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, I, I also plan on running like 40 inch tall tires on this thing. Cause I don't want to sit there and be like, ah, oh, man, I, I can't get over or through whatever and have to turn around and drive all like, you know, how many miles back to where I came from. I want to get over anything. And the reason I was th- thinking a doubler is because those extra tires are going to need it. But if you're saying just the 
straight 205. No. Yeah. See, that's the, that's honestly like the biggest misconception you're going to learn as you off road with like different groups of people. The Jeep community is all about gears, 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 more gears, more gears. I need fucking more power. So I got to gear it. I'm going to put a three speed Atlas. So I have low, 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 like, dude, you're crazy. Um, the lower you put your gears, the higher the motor revs, but the tires don't speed up. And whenever you're stuck trying to get over an obstacle, the first thing that happens is the tires break loose. You lose traction. And then you hit the gas and try and get them to spin to like momentum to get you up the rock or the hill, the dirt, whatever. And you hit the gas and the freaking engine redlines and the tires you can like hold on to. They're spinning so fast. Like they're just barely rolling. It's like, okay, <laughs> now you're going to stop. And most guys, the, the biggest time I see this is people with the Jeep Rubicon has a four to one low range. So you get four to one Rubicon transfer case low with say 488 and 37 inch tires 488s and the diffs is what i mean mm -hmm. and um they get on it first gear we're gonna crawl this hill let's say it's a rock base we're gonna crawl this first gear they get on it red line the motor tires are barely spinning can't get up it so what's the first thing they do they push in the clutch roll back to the bottom put it in third or fourth gear and hit it well you could have stayed in first gear if you didn't have a fucking four to one low range you would have been just fine that it's there's a place for really 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 low gears and in my mind it's competition rock crawling where you literally just putt and it's like super sticky grippy like utah hot desert rocks with uh like red label sticky tires mm -hmm. that that's the place you want like double low triple low full low i don't care what you call it really low gears whenever you're just on a back road or in a trail everywhere i've seen it when you don't make it up something it's not a lack of gearing it's a lack of momentum and more gear hurts you in those scenarios so actually a nice two to one low range first gear with 500 horse or 400 horse that actually redlines at 6800 rpm or 7000 rpm one punch to that throttle most tires in first gear are going to hit 80 kilometers an hour and you're going to get over that fucking hill <laughs> if your axles don't break <laughs> well that's a byproduct <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so okay nice but yeah yeah. yeah no so that's that's essentially what i'm going to be doing in a nutshell and just going from Sweet. there all all my parts anything and everything that i can get from once again shout out to tim over at tmr customs um <laughs> everything and anything Why does that, he always pop up <laughs> i don't know it's it's like he's a good guy and he makes amazing uh, parts it's man, I, I was talking to him today and i invited him we got to go wheel in the summer i've never wheeled with him on a trail like just us not at like an event or something like that like man we got to go out and just barbecue family and we're gonna go hit some trails he's like okay sounds good man <laughs> that's really great. surprising <laughs> yeah but He's a busy guy, so I hope it happens. It'll be fun. You know what you do? You corner him that. and say, "Hey, what? He, here's a list of dates. Pick one." Yeah. So that that, that I, should be good. I I I've done that once to a certain degree, and it was just like, "Okay, thanks. I'm sorry I had to kind of be an asshole." And he was like, "Dude, you weren't. That's perfectly fine." It's like, "Okay, cool." 
<laughs> but but yeah, no. Both the buggies ripping together down a trail. Oh yeah. Well, what? Which buggy would he bring? Yes, I don't know. Three tech. Well, all of them. Yeah, yeah. He's got a whole fleet going. Yeah, but good for him. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, no. So I'm going to be running um, as many of his parts as possible, and then going from there. Um, actually, so something I want to. So I was looking at or putting the list together for the rear end because, like I said, it's going to be uh, leaf sprung rear. And the axles, the one tons that I got, they've been stripped for years. Um, okay. And I just started cleaning them up again, knocking rust off and stuff like that. What's the benefit of having a U-bolt eliminator kit? Because that's one of the things he sell or he makes and sells. Yeah. No, nothing hangs below the axle tube. Yeah, but it's like below the axle tube, like half an inch. Yeah, that's very important to some guys. Ask their partners. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. That's it. That's that's the whole shebang, buddy. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, no. that's the selling feature. There's nothing more. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but yeah, you gain a half inch there. So, yeah, I I just got the the reference you were making. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. But no, because like I'm sitting there and it's like, well. Like, what? What's the difference? You use grade eight bolts, or you use it's a U bolt? Mind blowing, isn't it? Science. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm going to be using. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty. I would use. I like the Eliminator kit, but I've I've rocked both styles before. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes another one for like stretching. I think too. That I think there's multiple holes, and you can pick where you mount it, which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they all have that these days. I haven't. I've only ever built one or two leaf spring rigs. I went straight to coil springs from the get go. Yeah. Like just even radius arms and coil springs, it it doesn't flex very good and it's hard on things, but it works. Yeah. It's nice it's nice to drive on the road. Yeah. Well and, and that's just it. Like I don't want to pour once again a shit ton of money into this, but I also just yeah. want to go out and have fun. Yeah. So but I have to put uh some traction bars or ladder bar or something for the leaf springs to help save drive shafts. That's actually exactly what I'm, what I want to do. Yeah. So I'd like, I'd like to have it. So it comes down like just, just right of the, uh, the drive shaft and then all the way back this way. It, it, it helps protect the drive shaft as well. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, no, I'm going to be doing that. Then the six inch, his six inch shackle kit that he has uh, up front, I'm going to be running just a three link. Once again, everything's coming from him and then going from there. So, yeah. Oh, well, you're going to run um, coil springs in the front, but leaves in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, well, on, honestly, whatever, whatever I can get for a good deal. So the, the front, the front uh, Dana 60 that I have, it is out of a 78 F350, and I believe it's called like the snow, the snow fighter axle. I was just going to ask, is that the snow fighter? I think 78, 79, I think, are the snow fighter. That's kingpin. Ex- yes, that's exactly what it is. It's the kingpin axle, the whole nine yards. It's so, got um, the, the short side of it 
is longer on the snow fighter. It's like six or eight inches of axle tube on the short side. So people like that because you can fit a coil spring. Where a lot of the other kingpins, it's really, really short, like the Super Duty. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So my my go- it has a um, a leaf spring perch, I guess if you want to call it that, cast into it. Yep. Yep. So I could go that way if I get a half decent pr- price on leaf springs, but I'd like to have the front end. Uh, I'd like to spend a little bit of money into it. So honestly, if I can find a set of coilovers, ha- like cheap, I'd throw those yeah. in in a heartbeat, even if they were like used or something like that. Oh, so, yeah. You'll find us that. There's always some posting on the internet for sale. Yeah. Anybody who's listening, if you have a set of 16 inch coilovers, contact me at 16. Can I, can I offer some advice on that? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just throwing numbers out. <laughs> yeah. And stick to 12, 12 or 14 is even asking a lot on a full body rig. Yeah. No, I, I'm just throwing numbers out. But yeah. Well, well, it's just a lot to make, make everything work. If you're, you're not going to be full hydro, I'm assuming. So you can only feasibly have so much travel when you have everything going on drive shaft, steering, tie rod, drag link, all that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm there. there there's no way in hell I would even be able to fit. Well, I yeah, put, you put them through the hood. It just gets very complicated. Well, I, I don't know because the amount of real estate that is in that underneath that hood is insane. Oh, that's true. You probably could fit them. Yeah. 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 But I just wouldn't want, I wouldn't want that much travel on a, a three link with a steering box. Yeah. It'd be tough. Yeah. No, tough I, to do. Yeah. No, I, I, I plan on getting, um, or sorry, I plan on running uh hydro assist but that's it yeah so yeah if you go with a nice set of 12s or 14s so you're running six or seven inches up and down that'll work really good and be able to dial it in and drive nice too yeah exactly that's that's the main thing besides getting it up and running is being able to drive it nice because i want to like i said drive it but Yeah, yeah for sure the, the and those there's more of those used that size used, so you'd be able to find set pretty good. Yeah. Just hop on to Is Pirate 4x4 still around? Not really. They're still there, but no one really uses it. Okay. Dang it. Facebook. Yeah. Lots of for sale. There's like pages just in the States and some in Canada too. Stuff for sale. <laughs> okay. Even so- uh even filthy motorsports their website they have a used section of stuff for sale you can pick up cheap sometimes filthy motor sports yeah i think they're michigan they're uh king they sell king coilovers and ori's and stuff okay nice i'm just making notes as we go here so okay but check out um accutune as well accutune off-road ACU tune. ACCU tune. They've got some cool uh, YouTube videos on like how to how valving works and how springs work and stuff. Kind of like what Jake Berkey did with Tech Talk or whatever it was back in the day. Okay. So nice. they, they got some good stuff. I think his name's Ryan or something from Accu Tune. I forget. 
Yeah. All right. So kind of going back to uh, the pirate thing. So when I was, once again, building that Ranger, uh, I, I had a build thread on there and it was, I don't know how many pages it was long. It was like almost 20 pages long. And nice. anyway, we're sitting there and this was about four years ago. I sat there and I'm like, I wonder what's going on here. So I just hopped on and I logged back on and everything else like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, a couple of people have messaged me, you know, they were a couple of months old at that point, no point in returning. And the last one was you mother. F I read every single page, every comment, the whole nine yards, just to find out that it got scrapped. Screw you, man. <laughs> he was so pissed off. You ruined his day. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, That's funny. So but anyway yeah so there's that and then uh for th there's no box on the truck or no box came with the truck it had the um the picker crane for um tow truck there we go and oh, yeah. like that that got scrapped long ago and so i think what i'm gonna do is build an aluminum box similar to the aqualoo ones yep so do that and then go that'll be a there. big project but that'd be really cool the box yeah what makes you say that well make a really cool full aluminum box with like storage compartments and everything it'd be nice trim work on and stuff it'd be a lot of work but it'd be really cool oh that's not gonna be that hard man no no i i got i correction i have some of it already like designed on fusion 360 and the hardest yeah. the hardest part is just going to be getting it from where it's going to be bent in strathmore which is like half an hour east of calgary to the shop without scratching the shit out of it <laughs> i'm gonna put the nitto protective film on it oh yeah true i could do that but it's only that's probably like 60 bucks to do a full four by eight sheet or something like that yeah yeah no i'm gonna do that and then the the front part of the box it's just going to be all one piece and then the it's there's going to be a six inch lip underneath the uh main sheet for the box and then everything's mm -hmm. just going to get stitch welded together and then good to go from there put a piece of uh tube along the the top just to round it all out cap it and then the hardest part's going to be the uh the box Honestly, it should be. I should be able to put the box together for the most part in a day. Thanks. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Are you gonna put like a tent or camper or anything on this thing, or what's your plans for your mm. trips? I don't know, because because it, it's just gonna be. Honestly, it's just gonna be me for the longest time, because yeah. with Sarah and Maverick and thing number two on the way that cab is going to get way too cramped. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think for like long camp, long camper rides and stuff like that, or camping trips, I think I'll just get like a rooftop tent and then just build some braces that go across the box and call her a day. Okay. Yeah. yeah that'll be good. Yeah. So, but yeah, no. And then other than that, it's just, bells whistles lights stuff like that that i gotta get for it and then go from there but like i said for the most part 
it's all going to be secondhand or can I convert it to, you know, whatever to make it work? Yeah. Yeah. What size tires are you going to run? I'd like to run a set of like 40s, 42s, but I know my, what one thing that I'm having trouble figuring out in my mind is articulation up front. Cause the way the yeah. fenders go, like they're super wide, like they'll, they'll cover majority of the, the wheel, but they, they're kind of oddly shaped. So in the front where they, they swoop straight down, they also kind of wrap around a little bit. So I'm going to have to trim and dovetail the front a little bit, I think to, to help clear the tires just to get rid of what, to get rid of where it rolls over the tire. But I, yeah, probably, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Cause what uh, if you just cut it shorter so it doesn't go down and ro- roll underneath and just flatten that off, box it in and flatten it off. So it's, up higher so you have more um like a breakover angle clearance of the front to get over rocks and stuff well and, and that and that's just it like so the the headlight is right in front of the tire and it's all built in oh okay so i'm gonna what i want to do is narrow the whole front end and do it ha- have it essentially so it's similar to the uh I, I can't remember what year it is but like the the first generation or the first few years of the Dodge power wagons. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'd like to have it kind of like. So you have like lots of access to the tires up front, the whole nine yards, a a nice tight, neat packed little bumper up front. So, you know, you don't run anything over, but you're good to go. Yeah. So. Sounds like you got a good handle on it. Yeah. Yeah. The the only thing is is like what that sheet metal stuff, um I'm gonna be that, that it's gonna hang me up for a little while. Because I don't yeah. I don't do sheet metal. I'm not a sheet metal <laughs> guy. So You're gonna learn. That is true. That is very true. So anyway, yeah, that's that's that. I hope that helps somebody figuring out how the hell they're gonna put stuff together for their own personal rig. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know. I think I, I want to dive into um, like, like axles and stuff like that. Like which one ton of axles to get. I know we were talking about that just before we hit record, but I think we're coming up on an hour. And I think if we start diving into that, it'd go, turn into like a two or two and a half hour episodes. So, Save it for another day. Yeah, save it for next week and then go from there. So, sound good? Yeah, sounds good with me. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, if you like what you hear, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Uh, Like it. Put a comment on the page there if you're listening to it on iTunes. Um, Tell your friends about us, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Until then, I'm Chris Reeder with Veteran Welding. I'm Steve Taylor with D3 Off-Road. Try and keep the shiny side up. And we will catch you next time. Have a good one, guys. Cheers.